0: Welcome, welcome everybody to A Lawyer and a Layman, where we turn legalese into English. Um, (laughs) (laughs) To proper English. As for the other 10 languages, well, (laughs) I don't know, Google might help you there. My name is Yolisa Mkele, and as usual, I'm joined by the lovely Jennifer Stoller from Schindler's Attorneys. How are you?
1: How's it? I'm good in you. Happy Monday.
0: Happy Monday, indeed. Indeed, you even came Formal out, formaled out today?
1: Yeah, yeah, I came formal out and basically <laughs> lawyering it now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so last time we're here, we, we touched on sort of marriages and stuff. Mm. But I was talking to a friend this weekend and sort of just telling them about what we were doing. And one of the things we came to is what if you are a couple fall in love, you do the whole, like, boombox over the head and you guys (laughs) decide, I just want to move in together.
1: Yeah. So, actually, there's a lot of people that are doing it these days where they can't... Obviously, you... We don't live in an age where you don't live with someone before you get married to them you kind of want to test the waters you want to see what you're kind of dealing with let's let's move in together and then if we don't kill each other let's get married or some people actually only move in once they're married so but let's let's talk about actually just moving in without marriage so um, a lot of people enter into these relationships where they kind of it's a step-by-step process you date you're in love it's amazing then you move in together And most of the time, either people are buying properties together or one person is buying a property and the other one is kind of paying for groceries and the rates and taxes, et cetera, et cetera. So let's say, for example, you have a situation where you and your partner want to move in together and you decide let's buy a house. What happens if you break up and what happens Mm. if if now – You've bought this house, you've paid the bond, you've paid the rates and taxes, and now you've broken up. Who, what kind of happens? Mm,
0: I had that, sorry, I had exactly. that exact thing happened. where a friend of mine was living with someone, yeah. and then they broke up, and he'd been paying rent, and she'd been paying thingy, and now.
1: Exactly. So, so, what I kind of say is, before you move in together, know your boundaries. Enter into what is called a cohabitation agreement. So, the co- cohabitation agreement can do one of two things. The cohabitation agreement can set the boundaries in the sense of who pays the bond, who pays the rates and taxes. If the property is co-owned, what would happen to the property if the if the um, parties had to break up? So what I could generally say is that one person will either buy the other person's 50% or the property will be sold and they'll share the proceeds depending on the percentages. Sometimes you even have issues where one person um, owns the property pays the bond, does everything, but the other person pays rates and taxes and the groceries that actually allows that person to have to contribute. So let's say for example, you don't actually have a cohabitation agreement and you live together with someone for let's 10 years.
0: Mm.
1: What you can do, and if you break up, although you're not uh, considered to be married, you can claim what is called a universal partnership. So a universal partnership basically says, well, I contributed essentially to this property. Um, so there's three things that you need to prove for universal partnership. So the first thing is that each of the partners brings something into the partnership, whether it's money, labor or skill. Okay. So skill and labor and all of that isn't actually in the sense of getting on your knees and building the bricks. Yeah. Labor and skill can be, let's say the parties have kids together and the mother has stayed at home and been a housewife. Mm. So it's not actually also contributing physical money to the property. It's also, I've sat at home and taken care of the kids and actually allowed you to build your estate. um, So I should have some sort of entitlement to it. The second one is that the business, so they call it a business because it's actually quite commercial in nature, should be carried on for a joint benefit of the party. So in the context of the house, both of them are living in it and that the object should be to make profit. So these kind of requirements are very hard to to tick. It's very hard to prove a universal partnership, but it just allows for parties to have some sort of claim if they're living together for a long period of time and the other person essentially doesn't have anything registered in their name.
0: Yeah.
1: So what I would say, whenever you're thinking of moving in together, if you want to protect yourself, enter into a cohabitation agreement. It's kind of like the same thing as an ANC, not really, but setting the boundaries, what will happen, what won't happen, and yeah, at least you guys would be on the same page. Yeah.
0: With the universal partnership, how would you how would you sort of prove like profit or whatever like
1: So it's actually it's you know, to prove a universal partnership is quite a difficult thing. Mm. So I've had one matter where it was actually the guy that was trying to prove the universal partnership. So the universal partnership it also isn't something like an in-community of property. Yeah. So it's not like, okay, I'm entitled to half of your estate because I contributed in this this way or another. It's also a percentage. So this was with regards to her whole estate, but specifically the property. So the house was registered in her name, mm. but he would pay for renovations. He would do some of the renovations himself. He would sometimes pay the rates and taxes. He would pay for groceries. So he essentially was like, well, the property is worth, let's say, $1.5 million. Yes, it's mm. registered in your name. But I'm entitled to 25% of the value of this property because ah, nice. we've lived together for so long and we're not married, but this is what I've kind of contributed. Yeah. So the universal partnership, it is very commercial in nature. So it's not actually like a family law um, thing that you deal with, but obviously it happens within within couples. Mm. And because Muslim marriages are not recognized in South Africa, if oh. yeah if if two parties were married in terms of a muslim marriage but not registered civilly and lived together for 25 years the partner is actually because there's no marital benefits would have to claim a universal partnership for benefits in
0: that sense Oh, Mm. now how would they go about doing that? Would they, I mean, say, Mm. for instance, you are Muslim, but you have Mm. more than one wife. Yeah. So are you now, would you have to then get into a couple of different...
1: So with regards to polygamous um, marriages in in the Muslim community, I think also because Muslim marriages aren't recognized, I think we're slowly getting there. There is a bill um, that should be enacted. But as I say, it's one of those things where it's you... You actually are afforded protection in terms of a universal partnership should anything happen in that regard. But my solution is the minute you, let's say you have this amazing relationship, you say, let's move in together. Um, Even if you're moving into your partner's house. So let's say you're moving into your partner's house and you are just paying for groceries, but they own it. Always enter into a cohabitation agreement to regulate kind of everything. It also will be able to say if we had to break up you're not allowed to claim a universal partnership against me because a universal partnership, you must remember, is not only only movable property, it relates to everything in a person's estate.
0: Oh. So
1: I can I can say um, my husband, well not my husband, my boyfriend's business is worth 100 million rand. We had kids together without getting married. We've lived together for 25 years i have been a stay-at-home mom and i've taken care of the kids for for 18 of those years while he's actually gone out and worked and built this massive empire i should have some sort of entitlement to it because i've passively and tacitly kind of entered into that universal partnership but as i said a commercial universal partnership is commercial in nature and actually quite complex for a layman in the sense of Mm -hmm. that so i always say before you move in, before you make any of those big decisions, just come, let's enter into a cohabitation agreement. I can explain your rights to you. I can tell you what you should do, what you shouldn't do. At the end of the day, if someone has got 10 grand to spare for the bond, but you paying for groceries and rates and taxes, mm. in my mind, rather buy your own property, invest in your own own assets, or enter into a cohabitation agreement that if you guys mm. do break up, that person will pay you back whatever you've paid in
0: that Oh, okay, So, I mean, what happens now to say you're already in one of these long term mm. 10 year relationships. Um, and obviously mm. back in the day, you didn't know that there were cohabitation agreements. So you guys just started living together. Mm. What, what is, what are your sort of options like now? So
1: you- I actually have a matter like that where a couple have been living together for the last 15 years. The husband, well, sorry, I keep calling the husband because it's actually the boyfriend mm. um, or even fiance will roommate, whatever it is, main his, squeeze, yeah, main <laughs> squeeze um, has fallen quite ill. So she is not married. He has kids. Right. And she has kind of said, well, I need to enter into a cohabitation agreement because, A, you've been providing me for me for the last 20-something years. And, B, what if something happens to you and I'm not in your will So it's not too late to enter into a cohabitation agreement. Okay. So you can come and you can say, Well, if we had to break up, this person must give me this or they must buy me a car. It's a contract. So you can regulate it essentially however you want. But you must also know that if you have been in a relationship for ten years and you don't have some sort of this like agreement like this, you guys can get broke you guys will break up. There's no automatic entitlement and you will have to launch a full court application for a universal partnership, which you can cost millions of rounds.
0: Yeah. And which might still
1: fail. And which might still fail, exactly. As I said, it is quite it is quite hard to prove something like this. It's not obviously impossible. There's a lot of case law in the Supreme Court of Appeal all the way from 2009 to up until now that has shown that a housewife can also claim universal partnership based, even if she hasn't contributed actively money-wise. Yeah. So we are progressing in the law. But as I said, our, what South Africa kind of says is you don't want to get married, we're not going to give you the benefits of marriage. So you don't get married, you don't actually get those benefits, which I agree with because then people just going to stop getting married and just chill and rely on common law.
0: Okay. Are there, I mean, are there all that many more benefits to being married than just to being like... I love her, I'm okay without the paperwork. Yeah,
1: so I actually think, and some people think that this is ludicrous for me to say, I've had, not argument, but quite he- like heated discussions with some of my colleagues. I believe that marriage is going to be semi-non-existent in the next 10 years. Swag. Yeah, so so it's like, even when you look, and I actually hate talking about this, because it's the worst example I always get marked for using this example, but if you look at someone like Kim Kardashian and Kanye West, yeah. although, yeah, we make fun of them, but they're extremely influential. They had kids and they did everything and then they got married. Hmm. So, and, or let's say even Kourtney Kardashian and Scott, they, or Chloe Kardashian, and what's his, what's his name? Oh, the Justin one that keeps Thompson. cheating on him. Yeah. <laughs> so they're not married, but the the way that they're living is if they are married. So, A, People might look at marriage and go, oh, it's too hard to get a divorce. And B, with cohabitation agreements and these types of agreements that are put into place, parenting plans if you have kids when you're not married, um, cohabitation agreements that you can regulate certain things when you're not married, people might look at it and go, what's the point of getting married? Yeah. Because divorce is not a very easy thing. <laughs> Obviously, you don't get married to get divorced, but it, it sometimes sometimes does happen that way. Yeah. Marriage isn't very appealing these days for people. I have a client that's still paying off his wedding, and he's getting divorced. Oh, good God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's in debt still no. for his wedding, and he's getting divorced. It's a disaster. Can
0: he not get his wife to help pay for that?
1: Well, I think that he's she paid her portion. She's probably also paying off her oh portion still. Oh my God. So yeah, it's it's one of those things that it's it's quite humorous. It's also quite yeah. sad. It's it's one of those things that as I said, it, some people marriage will still continue. Um I can't remember who who it was, but I read a quote the other day. I think it was Mae West and she said, um, Marriage marriage is uh, like a sacred institution, but who wants to be in an institution? <laughs> right. <laughs> so I think that's how people are starting to see marriage these days.
0: Okay. And now what happens if you guys are living together and because relationships are always mm. messy, so you do the cohabitation, you break up, everything mm. splits how it splits, and then you're like, oh, no, but wait, let me give it another shot. Yeah. And now you get back together. Do you then just redo it? Mm. Or? So
1: like... <laughs> As I said, let's say let's use it in a in a context of a property. So, yeah. let's say two people bought a property together, then they break up, and then they sell the property, they get their proceeds, and then they decide, okay, let's actually move, let's get back together. Obviously, I would say enter into another cohabitation agreement if you have assets, or learn your lesson and not own property together. <laughs> like, <laughs> learn the lesson that maybe you should rent a place or live separately, or yeah. kind of adapt to. To the mistakes that you made in the past. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, if there's anything I've learned about people, though, it's that we very seldom learn our lessons. No,
1: we very mm. we very seldom learn our lessons. But sometimes, sometimes it takes people. They sometimes they end up learning. Okay. Like, yeah.
0: So <laughs> now, what are the key things to to remember when making your cohabitation agreement? Like, what is? What do you so,
1: firstly, you know the boundaries. So, in the sense, what I would always say is that before you even come into my office, speak about if we if I put down, because there's a lot of people that will put down the deposit, but then the other person pays, then they start splitting the bond, It will work differently. So kind of put down what you want. So if I put down the deposit, my po- deposit will be repayable, it'll be payable back to me before the property is sold. Who yeah. will be paying the rates and taxes? If there's children, who will be paying for anything in that regard? And obviously a parenting plan on the side. Yeah. Um, if, if there's a business that they own because some partners are business owners together so cohabitation agreements and I want to clear this up is not only with regard to immo- an immovable property so a house or whatever yeah. it refers to anything and everything if you own shares together or if one person owes shares so just kind of set the boundaries where you say this is what we're doing now if we have to break up this is how we will break up so it's kind of setting the tone of what should happen if they break yeah. up Oh, guys! Mm.
0: Relationships are just all about communication, right?
1: Completely, completely. But in a good manner. Some people think communicating is shouting each other. It's passion, I here. <laughs> <laughs> but we're passionate. Okay, cool. <laughs>
0: yeah. Until you, yeah, until you, your assets split. Yeah.
1: Until you get a protection order against you, which, which we'll discuss soon. <laughs> yes,
0: actually, that that should be a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, thanks again, Jin. As per usual. Of useful information. Awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> and thanks for joining us, guys. This has been a lawyer and a layman.